This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely, lovely Monday here in Pittsburgh. You've yeah, been a warm, nice sun. How about that? I had my coat on this morning. I went down to, to the uh, Kevin Colbert uh, press conference uh, in the pre uh NFL scouting combine press conference that he does every year. And I had my, my winter coat on. It was still maybe 50 degrees when I, when I left the house, when I came out of Heinz field, uh, because that's where they had the, uh, the mm-hmm. event that um, I got in my car and it showed 68 degrees. How about that? I mean, 68 in February, mid, yeah. mid to late February. So good I look like, I look like a fool with this winter jacket on. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to leave my house and stop doing podcasts and radio this today. All I was doing is talking, so maybe I'll yeah. have to venture out and get some sun. Yeah, you're getting that pasty uh, white uh, film right. about, your, about yourself. You need to get a little sun. <laughs> I could use a little sun, yeah. You won't get that next week in Indianapolis. No, but that was what I'm saying. <laughs> One week from now, you and I will be in Indy. I mean, that's good stuff. I'm pretty psyched for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, getting back to uh, Kevin Colbert, uh, what he had to say today. Uh, a lot was uh, talked, covered a lot of subjects, actually. Um, okay. Said that uh, the, the Steelers, and I didn't know this part of it, uh, but March 1st, um, the NFL shuts down the interview process with outside candidates uh, who are under contract. Oh, really? Um, okay. and, and, and that makes so some sense. Window. Yeah. That, yeah that, sense. that, you know, because the, the combine really starts the new league year, mm-hmm. you know, that you have free, makes a ton of sense. Yeah. That- free agency starts two weeks after that. Then you get the, then you've got all the pro days and then this, the, you know, the, the, the draft, if you're talking to, to guys from other teams who are under contract with other teams at that point for one of those jobs, like they've got all the inside knowledge of everything that's going on yeah. with that franchise. That's what I was going to say is you could easily, I don't want to say bend rules, but you could be like, Hey, if you really want this job, which quarterback do you like best? You yeah. Know, which, who are, they, you who know, are they thinking there? You know? Yeah. Who's the bears favorite quarterback or, you know, whatever you, then you start bringing in division rivals, front office people, you know, and trying to get pick their brains of what they're doing. And frankly, it just seems like it would be a little unfair to the candidate too. Like, right. Hey, I, I'm in full off season here, Mo. I'm trying to call agents and sign free agents. I, I don't have time to market myself, you know. It's also unfair to, to that team to take their guy out of the process. Somebody who's right, ob- right, right. obviously high up in their, you know, hierarchy uh, and, and say, hey, we're going to we're going to bring him in for a couple of days and take him away from your process uh, because we want to, you know, we want to talk to him again. So they want to get all their 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 outside interviews done by march 1st okay for guys who are under contract he said that they could still then look at some additional outside candidates who aren't under contract let's say let's say for example i'm just Mm, going to throw this name out there let's say let's say they want to talk to mike mayock yeah yeah yeah. they could do not with a team yeah they could they could make they could do that um because he's not under contract um but he did say that they want they want to wrap that stuff up by early march uh and then then there'll be a dead period there because they've got work to do of their own. Oh, then they get to the grindstone. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Kevin's working on that now, of course, as is the whole scouting staff, but this is a big thing looming. So what I take away from what you're saying is they won't be interviewing folks from other teams much longer, another week or so, but that doesn't mean we have a decision by March. 1st no, necessarily. right. They got to do their you second know, interviews. 
And yeah. those will take place after the draft. And at that point, um, they will hire a new GM after the draft. Okay, so we won't know that news for a while then. Right. Now, there may okay. be some some leaks or whatever, but, uh, yeah, they're not going to f- make anything official until after the conclusion of the, the 2022 draft. Okay. Which is a little strange to me, too. Like, hypothetical, I'm working for, I don't know, the Vikings, and I interviewed, and I think I did well, and I got great feedback from the Steelers. I go back to the Vikings and – you know, tear up this draft and free agency or whatnot with the thought of, but I'm really going to be working for the Steelers. You know, it's almost like in college where, yeah, I'm recruiting these guys, but I'm really not going to be here. You know, it's kind of an odd situation. That happens all the time in college. Happens all the time. (laughs) It is a unique situation. And I know, I know some people have kind of blanched at the idea that Colbert is helping acquire candidates He's, he's helping identify who to Art Rooney II, who the good candidates will be. And he's also sitting in on the interviews with the candidates. But it's a, it, is a, it is a unique situation in that typically the outgoing GM has been fired. <laughs> 98% of the time. Maybe 99. Has, I mean, right, the, only, right. the only GM that I can think of that actually got the opportunity to, to call his own shot and retire. The only one I can think of in recent memory is Ozzie Newsom. Yeah, it's pretty rare. You have but to they had they had Eric DeCosta already in house, who was mm-hmm. who was being you know, uh, who was being primed for that job for years. He was he was Ozzie's assistant. Well, Kevin doesn't have an assistant GM. Mm-hmm. There's not an obvious successor. You know, I mean, there's not a vice president. You know, I mean, there's not right. Um, I it blows me away that anyone would look at it that way. Like I would look at it the other way. Like. Hey, you're a Steelers employee, Kevin. Mm-hmm. We're going to use your immense talents to help us find your successor. I mean, that's part of your job description while we're paying you. We think you're going to be a massive asset to help find the next guy. Of course, we want you sitting in. Not like, I mean, Kevin's not going to be like, I'm going to take the third best candidate so he doesn't look as good as I did. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, he's still going to be involved in the process. I mean, he would right, like to right. continue with the team. There's also, and he brought this up, and it's a valid point. Art Rooney II has never had to do this before. <laughs> right. You forget he these took, things with the Steelers. He took over right? the team yeah. in, 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 20, in 2003. Mm-hmm. Colbert was already in place. Yeah. You know, I mean, so <laughs> Dan Rooney hired Kevin Colbert, not, not Art Rooney II. So, it, it, you know, that entire time that, that Art has been in charge of the, the team, the president, he's hired a head coach, but he's never had to hire a GM. Yeah, right. I mean, how many – ownership groups could go that long without having to look for a GM coach quarterback. You know I mean? It's bonkers. Yeah. It slips my mind sometimes like, you know, Oh, they've done this before. They'll hire him. Well, a long time ago, (laughs) (laughs) times have changed. The league has changed, let alone the people making decisions changing. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be part of it. Although one thing that Kevin did say is that art is giving him a lot of input into what kind of general manager he would like. And it's going to be somebody with a personnel background, which is, which makes sense. That's, that's, that's largely who they have interviewed with the exception of Omar Khan, Mm -hmm. who's one of the in-house candidates. I bet there's some people going, well, what other kind of backgrounds could they have? Well, they could be numbers guys, right? They could be true analytics folks. They could be, coach turned gm yeah for example and frankly you could pull when the, when john the, lynch out of the booth i mean yeah. he had none of the above you know when the when the browns hired sashi brown 
Right. Um, what was Sashi Brown's background? He was he came from baseball, right? I know he was involved with the Red Sox. Yeah, I, I mean, he much. was he was the analytics guy for the Red Sox. He yeah. he didn't have a football background. I didn't know if he had a year or two in the NFL between that or not. I frankly don't remember. But he made his bones in a different sport by analytically looking at player evaluation and team building. Yeah. So, you know, it, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. And it, it also shows that what the Steelers are looking for is the next Kevin Colbert. Right. That's what I was thinking, too, was we want a former scout. We want somebody that's been in colleges that's, you know, broken down a lot of tape that knows what he's looking at. Evaluator of NFL talent. Yeah. Who also can then head the scouting department, who can be that guy who Mm -hmm. brings everybody together, all the information together and can then work with Mike Tomlin to, and and Art Rooney to, to to put the best group, you know, product on the field. Best product on the field. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, uh, that's a strategy I would look at too. I mean, that doesn't mean you have to only go down that path there. I mean, there certainly are general manager candidates that are personnel driven, but more analytical than what was here before or less analytical than they were here before. You know, I mean, no one ignores every other aspect of it. Yeah. And I think that's why they've looked, they've talked to so many different candidates. They've talked to nine different people about this job. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's been reported or I don't mean to offend you reporters. I don't know if it's been talked about enough. Like if this was a coaching search and there was nine guys in it right now, nine people involved, that would have been more talked about, but it's kind of been a little behind the scenes and you hear these names and there's not household names. So people don't react to it as much, but this is an extensive search is my point. Yeah. They're not, they're not, they're leaving no stone unturned with this. And Mm -hmm. I imagine uh, judging from what Colbert said today, there'll be, maybe one or two more candidates to come out. Interesting. I mean, again, we still have about a week to, you know, look at people from other organizations and I'm sure there's more examples than just Mayock too. You know I mean? Yeah. Guys that have taken a step back or highly successful or in TV or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think if you're a Steelers fan, that's, that should be what you want. Um, you know, I, I think that you listen to how other teams do it and maybe learn something about the process because mm-hmm. you, you don't have, you don't get this opportunity. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you don't get the opportunity to talk to a lot of out again, Colbert's been there since 2000. Mike Tomlin has been with the team since 07. You don't do this all the time. You make, right. when you make these hires, you make these hires with the idea that this guy is going to be here for the next 20 years. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> that all franchises do that. Right. It doesn't mean you're stuck with them forever. I mean, right. it's terrible. They'd move on from them. I mean, it's not like, wow, we, we made our decision. We're going to live through it, even though we hate every day of marriage, you know I mean? They're, 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 that's not the way they would operate. But I was, as you were saying that I was just sitting there thinking like, I'm sure they'll keep the same college grading system, the same free agent system. They'll, they'll still have the same way of looking at free agency. We're probably not going to buy like crazy at 1201 the day that free agency opens. I mean, those are organizational traits. However, if you sit down with 10 really strong personnel people and you haven't changed things here for a while, you might incorporate a new idea, whether you hire that person or not, of wow, we should look at this differently. Small example, and I, I these guys know things way better than I do. Like our Browns draft board would have 
all these columns, straight up and down columns, QB, RB, WR, TE, et cetera, et cetera. But we had one column, we had a, oh, we had a safety column, and we had a, a CB column for the defensive backs, of course. But we also had small C, small B, lowercase, and those were our nickels, you know, and that was before nickels were a common thing, and they were all five nine and lower. Like, okay, maybe we'll steal that idea from the third candidate we interviewed and do that ourselves. We hadn't thought of that, you know. I mean, just yeah. why not? Talk or, about- you know, now maybe you have an H next to a guy because he's a hybrid. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah, a hybrid yeah. safety slash linebacker. Uh, right, that, right, right. You know, and we don't know that the Steelers don't do that stuff already. We're just saying, of course, we're just yeah. throwing just out an example. Right. Or a running back who also ideas. plays wide receiver, or vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah, I 100 agree. Like, why not sit down and talk to all these people for a day and get all their ideas on this difficult process that is a very inexact science and get some new ideas? Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think that's all part of it. Um, over the weekend, Matt, the Steelers also hired Brian Flores, uh, yeah, the former right, right. Dolphins head coach, as a, a senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Uh, Colbert was asked about that, and he kind of uh, – people, I think, were, were trying to make this into, you know, did, did Mike Tomlin come to you and ask you what you thought of this? He's like, no, this, this – Mike has autonomy over the, his staff. He may come to me and say, hey, I'm, 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 I, I talked to this guy – uh, I may hire him. What do you know about him? Or can you find out, you know, call around the league and find out, get some information on this guy? Um, he said, but really it's Mike's, it, it's Mike's. He builds his staff. I mean, the it's his decision. Are, yeah. Tom's job, right. Tomlin doesn't go to Colbert and say, Hey, uh, hire this, this scout. <laughs> yeah. Right. They so each like, have yeah. their own field. They each, they've know, each right. got their own group of people who work under them and they both then report to Art Rooney the second, mm-hmm. um, you know, so Art has to sign off on, the, for example, the Brian Flores hire. Um, and and I, I think this is an interesting one because Flores and, and Colbert brought this up. He said, I think he can bring, because he started his career as a scout for the Patriots. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Patriots his, do a lot of cross training. His first, I think first four or five years in the Patriots organization were as a scout. And then he That's moved great. over, I like he that, moved over yeah. to the, to the coaching side of things. Um, so Kevin said, I can't wait to sit down with him and, you know, pick his brain a little bit on that side of it. Absolutely. I mean, cause he's done both, which is rare. And again, I've mentioned that that is a, a new England thing. They like to cross train people, have them do a lot of different things. They understand the organization better from different angles, as opposed to give me the talented dude and I'll coach him up and figure it out from there. You know, like some coaches can get narrow minded. So can scouts, whatever. Um, the, this whole situation with Flores to me is really interesting and I don't even care about the lawsuit and stuff as much. Not that I don't care about it, but that part's not interesting to me because I thought he was an ascending super bright head coach with the dolphins. Absolutely. That that won more games than he should have in Miami. And of all the coaching moves, him getting let go was the one I least understood by the product that was put on the field. And I think he's a heck of a coach that the Steelers are getting at a discount. I would hope they can keep him in this organization in some capacity for a long haul. Um, I, I think it's a gift. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I don't know. I think he even said this last week or within the last couple of weeks that he didn't think he was going to get another job in a league this year mm-hmm. because of the lawsuit. 
Um, you know, so I, I think it shows a, a great deal of, um, uh, for lack of a better word, guts uh, by Art Rooney. Yeah, to kind of, yeah, yeah. Kind of thumb your nose at everybody else in the league and say, hey, we're this guy's a good football coach. And Mike Tomlin, for that matter. This guy's a good football coach. We're bringing him in. Uh, whether he's because we want this man in reality, right. he's also suing the Steelers, even though they're not named in this one thirty second of it because right. they're they're part of the NFL. If he wins his his case and wins a a monetary settlement from the NFL, he's getting that money one and one thirty second of it from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it can't be like the Rooney, Mister Rooney, saying, "Okay, but why don't you change your lawsuit to 31 teams you're after because we <laughs> yeah. love you yeah i don't know it's part of you that. know by the way it, it, it is a class action lawsuit as well other people could join in on this thing oh right 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 i haven't heard much about it and right i'm not even here to talk about the lawsuit i just think he's going to help the defense oh i think he's just i think he's a really player. good football coach yeah absolutely. i mean yeah that's i mean we've talked about him a lot in the past the job that he did in miami i you know i thought it was a silly move to fire him but what do i know um, you know, and I don't know Miami's the most stable ownership and organization either. I mean, if, if one of these if these teams that routinely screws things up hands you a gift, take the gift and say thanks. I mean, from what I understand, Flores is highly competitive, and one of the big sticking points was he thought they had to be better quarterback than Tua, and I tend to agree with him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. Um, but it, it is interesting in that, you know, they now have, um, you know, on that coaching stuff, on the defensive side of things, especially uh, if you look at uh, what, what they have there. I mean, Tomlin is a, a legitimate top level defensive mind. Mm -hmm. Terrell Austin, a legitimate top level uh, defensive mind. And now you add Brian Flores to that as well. Um, it's, it's a, a pretty impressive uh, coaching staff on that side of the ball. I was thinking that too, like that, that trio, and they all have different backgrounds. I mean, it seems like a million years ago, but Tomlin came from a cover two system and, you know, is obviously you know, very well adept in three, four and LeBeau stuff and everything since. But they come from a lot of different backgrounds and there's some strong minds that would be the top defensive mind on most teams, I would say. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think it shows that the Steelers uh, and Mike Tomlin in particular want to be a top defense. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, and they know that. And, and along those lines, you know, that, um, and we'll get more into this in the second segment in, in regards to the quarterback position. But, um, you know, I, I think that when you look at what the, the Steelers want to be on defense, they want to be a defense that shuts people down. And, you know, I think they've got three guys there now uh, with an extensive background and well, shutting other teams down. Yeah. And I don't know how much influence Flores's addition will have with Steelers changing their scheme or more. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to change the scheme. The scheme is the I scheme. I don't think so. Right. Because, I mean, what I wanted to throw out there was Miami's defense was one of the most blitz-heavy defenses in the league, and they invested like crazy at corner. You know, Byron Jones, um, Zayvon ha uh, Howard, and then that same year that they gave those two massive contracts, they used a first round pick on a corner. So yeah. I don't think all of a sudden the Steelers are going to be looking for Dion and Woodson and paying them 30 million a year and no, Woodson like no. crazy. You know, I think all these guys are going to have to adapt to one another. But that's what Miami did. And I'm sure a lot of people remember that Thursday night game when Miami just totally confounded and blitzed the heck out of Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. 
Yeah. I know one, one part point about the, the Flores hiring that a lot of fans um, got caught up on was, well, Minka Fitzpatrick didn't want to play for him. Um, and, and that's to be traded. Okay. I guarantee you that Mike Tomlin doesn't make this move without at least running it by Minka Fitzpatrick. Hey, Minka, um, we're going to hire, uh, I'm going to, I'm thinking about hiring Brian Flores to be our linebackers coach and senior defensive assistant. You okay with that? Now, not that he yeah. would, not that he would give Fitzpatrick veto power over this, but sure. But you might want to hear you at least you know, bring it up and say, hey, the guy, yeah, right. what are, what are your, what are your thoughts on the guy? Is he, would he be a good addition to our staff? Minka's not going anywhere. In fact, he's probably going to get locked up long-term here before long. Um, my hunch, and again, this is just an educated guess, nobody telling me things, was that Minka and Flores were on the side of, we don't really we're like losing win. games. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. We're not in for I this. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. I don't want a bonus for every loss. We're not you know, in for uh, this tank for two a thing. That's, that's not right. what we want to do. Right. Yeah, I kind of feel like they were on the same side of the coin <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Um, and, and so therefore they, uh, you know, Minka had already seen the, the, the dolphins trade away their starting left tackle in, in one oh, of their right, starting right, wide right. I mean, you could see the writing was on the wall. Oh yeah. Oh, this, these guys, the world knew what was coming. Yeah. These guys aren't interested in winning or at least management isn't, uh, we know what the coaching staff is saying, but management isn't interested in winning and I'm not going to play linebacker and get myself all beat up and perhaps shorten my career. For a team that's so not interested, help them lose. Yeah, so for a team that's not interested in winning, right? Exactly. To me, that that's a hundred percent what this was about. Not because anytime uh, he's ever been asked about the possibility or the potential of moving around in the Steelers' defense and coming down in the box and doing some of the things that Miami was asking him to do, he said, "Yeah, I'm all for it." Right. He's, right. he's never balked at that. I think in he the attempt to win. Yeah, I think he was more upset that the fact that hey, you're going to ask me to go down and play linebacker at 210 pounds or 205, 210 pounds and get all beaten up and potentially shorten my career when you're trying to lose. Yeah. And frankly, after a year in the league as a, what, 22 year old young man, and you get traded to the Steelers, I wouldn't be coming out saying I want to get out of there because all they want to do is lose either. You know what I mean? Right. That doesn't do you any good either. To yourself, yeah. Which exactly is not the Saban Bama way or the Flores Belichick way where he came from or the Steeler way, you know, like yeah. those three organizations, as much as any football groups out there are not going to tank for Tua. Right. Absolutely not. Uh, but <laughs> you know. we'll continue uh, along with this conversation about what uh, Kevin Colbert had to say uh, in the next segment. He is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the drive here on Steelers nation radio. We'll be back with more right after this.